What's up, Stage Hoppers? Welcome to the first episode of Stage Hoppers Discuss, where we'll be talking about dance music news, uh, anything festival news, anything really that comes up that's worth talking about. We'll be bringing on special guests. And today we have uh, Fern from Fernfest. You guys may have seen his channel. Uh, we post great videos, great content. You guys got to check out his story. They do. They have one of my favorite stories posts around. And Fern, you want to take it away? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Honestly, it's a it's an honor being on here in your first episode. You know, this is the first time we met too, so it's kind of crazy. We've been. Uh, I feel like it's a long time coming now, but I'm pretty excited. So let's hop right into it. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll be taught. We have two big uh, topics to talk about today. One will be Ultra and their return to Bayfront. We have. Just about two days ago, a lot of like big news came out about it, so we got a lot to talk about there. And also EDC, one of my favorite festivals. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we'll, let, we'll let you guys hear out the rest. But coming up with Ultra, uh, two days ago, Ultra finally signed the agreement to return to the Bayfront, which is crazy because they've already sold out the festival like months ago, but the contract actually just got signed for them to like be confirmed at their location that they already sold a bunch of tickets for. And uh, the festival organizers, uh, so yeah, they finally signed, but they recently just got sued a bunch as well from the uh, residents of the city that do not want them back at the Bayfront. And a lot of that has to do with the noise pollution and everything that comes with having a huge festival in the park in the middle of a big city. But... Uh, the new agreement, man, like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. There's a lot of big things in there that puts a huge damper on the experience. Uh, but we'll get right into it and kind of share with you guys the details that have been coming out around it. Yeah, so, I mean, as we all know, this is, the, uh, after last year, Ultra went to Virginia Keys for a little bit. And although, I mean, it was successful, it was also... Uh, I mean, it was also a mess, <laughs> yeah. but that's just a loss. Uh, it's just first year venue issues, you know, like it's, it's just natural that not everything's going to be perfect if it's your first year in a venue. But Bayfront Park is such a great venue. It was home. It's home. It's been home to Ultra for so long and the people love it. Well, not the people of Miami, but the, the people who love Ultra love it. And although I am pretty excited to see it go back over there. Uh, I'm very curious to see how the city's going to handle it because, uh, like you said, there's a lot of new regulations on there and it's going to be tough for Ultra to manage. But, you know, they're a big festival. This isn't their first time. Like, And you just got to be able to face all the challenges that come with uh, doing festivals. It's not easy, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they bring so much money to the city. I believe by this point, since like 2012, they brought about a billion dollars to the city of Miami and in 2018 alone I think it was around 180 million dollars yeah, for just so a one money. week and yeah it's I, like Miami music and, and yeah. then the festival yeah I mean it's the people love it you know um people love it. it's a great time it's a great it's a great party uh but like yeah there's issues that come with it and especially having a festival in the middle of the city imagine having a festival uh like that in the middle of la the that would get so hectic yeah yeah it gives us flashbacks of edc back then i mean at that point i was too young to attend it but oh, I mean, we still hear the horror stories like 
I mean, imagine a festival in the Coliseum, like EDC would not would take over like that whole block now. Yeah. Yeah. No, be, like I'm glad they got out and that kind of goes into it, I think it very much so mirrors the what's going on with Ultra right now where there's a lot of people in the city want them out. Would it be a good move for Ultra to just say fuck it and just go do like a what EDC is doing? Well, like a the the thing about the thing the thing that ultra has going for them is that like this isn't the only ultra that they have you know there's ultra like korea there's ultra there's ultras all over the world so ultra is a big name now in in music so like if ultra wanted to move and find a new location find a new venue you can easily do it but i don't think it's about that I think they have, they feel like they have roots in Miami and Florida, and that's why they want to be there. Because I mean, they could come to, they could come to California. Yeah, they can do a crazy show in California. Like it doesn't have to necessarily be over there, but it's just that's just their thing. Like you know, like as an organizer, as a, as a promoter, you want to stick to your thing. Those are your roots. You don't want to give up on your roots. Uh, but I mean, we'll see what. Well, what's gonna happen after this year? I'm I'm super excited for this year. I can't wait for Ultra uh, to go down. It's such a great time, and I'm trying to find, make my way over there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, everything's up in the air, so we'll just see. Yeah, I mean, uh, one like great point is how much Ultra is willing to like pay out right now just to be able to use the park. Uh, so this year, the festival is paying an additional two million dollars to use the park to the city. And in addition to that, the number is even higher than that because Ultra is required to pay the city an additional $308,000 uh, for security costs. And the first half of like the $2.3 million is due uh, 10 days after signing the deal, which was two days ago. And the second half is uh, the payment for it is coming up soon too. Uh, I think it's like when the festival does happen or like a few days after after that yeah. well, um, money money is not an issue for ultra i mean they're like backed by live nation one of the biggest like like of like concert um promotions like in the world you know live nation has their hands in insomniac their hands in Tomorrowland. they have their hands in literally anything uh so money isn't an issue for them i think they're willing to pay whatever uh whatever they have to to in order to remain in their home uh but then the like the like the issue falls on the residents who hate ultra who hate the how much uh how much in reality how much people it brings like how much craziness it brings because i mean that's really what it is it's just ultra is just one of the biggest parties in like the country yeah you know yeah that's a great point i mean when you just take into account that miami alone in one year made him like 180 million uh and that's just how much it made the city, even just in terms of ultra, the money they brought in for that must be crazy. And then considering all over the world, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's just like a drop in the water. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll talk about some of the changes that were made to the deal. Um, so Bayf Bayfront Park, that's the park that ultra uses, will be closed to the public for 11 days instead of 14 days during the preparation for the festival. And Ultra, Ultra will be able to close down portions of the park for 28 days instead of 30. And I mean, even those few days have like a huge effect in terms of like what you can set up. Uh, I'm yeah, sure I mean, they're it's hours. It's a huge festival that takes yeah. so long to set up. Like, and like when we talk about EDC, like EDC is like 
they have that whole place they can work 24 7 like with ultra where they're in the middle of a city i'm, su- I'm sure they have like a bunch of restrictions in terms of even the t- times that they can work so it's not like they can just work 24 7 or hire a couple extra people it's like in addition to losing days it's like they can't they can't really make that time up at all yeah they just gotta i mean you just gotta figure out what you can cut out where you can make things easier like making things easier to set up yeah um, production wise um but i mean like it's 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 like i said it's a challenge but for a promoter like ultra like th- that's something that they can easily handle yeah like i was thinking that in terms of the production i was like i don't think they're gonna scale it down but it's going to be harder for them to fix a problem that comes up. Yeah, for After sure. Like if there's like a last minute thing that pops up, that gives them less there's time for testing. Yeah, and too. main stage doesn't really get built till I think about like the week of. I think a lot of that has to do with just keeping the surprise aspect of it too. But mm-hmm. I mean, the last week, there's people just posting pictures all over the place of what the main stage looks like. Uh, but I mean, just trying to keep that as like a surprise. Yeah, as much I mean, as, as, as long as you can, you know, like because th- you take great, you take great, you should take great party main stage. That's the main stage of your festival. Yeah, you know, um, you want to keep that a secret. You don't want you want everyone to find out once they get there. You know what I mean? And obviously, pictures leak. You know, everything always finds a way to leak. But they might. I mean, they might even just start a little bit earlier when that. I mean, they gotta figure. They they gotta figure something out. You know, yeah. it's not like they're not. They're just gonna like let themselves deal with a bunch of headaches the week of. Yeah. You know, that's that's not good business. But uh, yeah. I think it was in 2016 or 2017. I, uh, Martin Garrix was closing out the festival and. He posted like on Instagram with a picture of him like working on the set with his like uh, light production crew, and he posted like a basically like a full render of what the stage was gonna look, like on the oh, monitor. Oh, so Martin Garrix like, leaked it. Yeah, All right. so, uh, <laughs> but he like they posted the picture, but it was still like I think like a day or two before the yeah. festival, and he was just like like I mean it blew up. Everyone was like, "Oh, Martin Garrix leaked the festival," and uh, he felt like I remember like watching the videos from it. He felt all he actually contacted like the owner of Ultra, and he was like, "Oh man, dude, I'm like so sorry. Like I didn't mean to leak it. I thought everyone already knew, but it's like I mean, like yeah, everyone. I mean, city, everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's gonna find out eventually. Yeah. If it wasn't Martin Garrix, it would have been somebody yeah, else. Yeah, everyone's know? posting it already. Yeah, exactly, Martin. But yeah, uh, Martin Garrix. I mean, what do you think is gonna close out Ultra? I think. I think Martin Garrix is probably going to close out Ultra. Yeah, I mean, like, like Garrix, he's been on that main stage since stage of 16. They always do something special for him. Yeah, I mean, last year was his first year there, and like since like since he closed it out, I I believe. And no, he's 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 doing great. He's one of the he's 23, 24 years old, and he's killing it. His shows are always great, and you know he's going to do something special on that Ultra stage. Yeah, which is I'm so if I'm not there. I know I'll be watching the live stream. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah especially the times work out really well where you can like watch the live stream. Yeah. Uh, especially because, you know, it's three hours ahead. So yeah. it's like, all right, cool, cool. Nine is, 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 is good, that's good timing for us. Yeah. yeah. If you're watching like EDC live stream, you better be up all night. Oh my God. <laughs> watching at 3 a.m. live stream. 3 a.m. That's like the best. Like, you could throw a party at your house. <laughs> hey, honestly. <laughs> uh, one thing that I felt, uh, like speaking of Martin Garrix, I know recently he broke up with his girlfriend and... Like, I think the reason why they, like, post the reason that they said that they broke up was just mainly just being so far apart from each other. And I think, uh, I'm pretty sure his girlfriend was a supermodel as well. Uh, of course. She has her own schedule, you know, touring the world. Yeah. And, like, as a Garrick's just waking up in a different country 
every day if not in the multiple countries in a matter of like 24 hours yeah and the, i mean the the life of a touring dj is for sure not easy yeah. especially a dj like martin garrix is like caliber you know yeah it's, it's like, like worldwide demand like yeah, everyone wants you. everyone wants you so you know you and you got to meet your demand as much as you can yeah you know that's your brand you know and these artists are like i mean he got big at the age of 16 and but whereas you have like artists like ts so kind of like uh you know they were like touring for longer before they made it to that big caliber of a yeah. scale but for him it's like i mean his whole life has been dedicated to his fans and his music. Uh, it's just yeah, something to like consider when you see like artists like that. That's just like someone's been literally just dedicated his entire life to his work and his fans. Like, no, nah, he's 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 one of the, he's one of the best. You know, I mean, and it, it is because of Tiesto and like David yeah. Guetta that he was even able to to do it. You yeah. know, but like he just got it and he ran off with it and he's just setting the bar higher for himself. So that's why I know he's gonna do something great for Ultra. I don't know if you saw his. The when he did the, when he performed the ADE and he did oh, like the yeah, ether, you know he's gonna do something insane. crazy. I I'm honestly so upset that he was not at Coachella. I feel yeah. like this was for sure the year that he should have been at Coachella, but he'll be there next year. Yeah, his Coachella nah. performance went, was 27, oh, 2017 dude, was one of the best of everything. I remember watching the videos. Were you there? I was there. Oh, yeah, man. that tent was so packed. I up. bet. <laughs> oh my! I, but it was one of my favorite sets from that year. Like, yeah. It was honestly, it was my favorite. Set like the production looked. Like the production out of this was world. crazy. He had his cross, and then yeah. he brought out um, he brought out Dua uh, Dua Lipa and and. That was that one song with was I forgot his name. It's Troy, I think. Or, uh, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Like, that's not coming dude, it's up. Not in, it's just not in my head. But whoever hears this, you probably know what we're talking about. <laughs> Drop it in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, another big part. Another the sound levels at Ultra are going to be lower than ever this year. I believe they're dropping from 120 decibels to 102 that's at a, a distance of drop. 60 feet, and also the they're taking a hit at the base as well, so they're they're being by with the contract that they signed, they they have to lower their uh, base frequency. So, I mean, I bet the base is just like pumping through the city, especially with like a skylines. Mm, yeah, like for sure. They're vibrating you can hear that on the other side of the city for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially when you got nightmare and slander on that stage. Yeah, man. <laughs> like break all the windows. <laughs> but I mean. It's crazy because, like, you know, it's sound is just it's such an important part because, you know, you're at a music festival. Yeah. Like, you, you're there for the music. So, like, you want the sound quality to be as you want it to be as high as possible, as best possible. And, of course, the quality is still going to be good. But, like, when you bring the volume down, like, it kind of takes away a little bit of the energy. Definitely. You know, and, like, the, like that's that's what festivals are all about. The crowds are all about energy, you know. Like, what what makes a good set? It's it's the energy of the crowd. How did the artists control the crowd? Was it was there good energy all around? Was everyone feeling it? And that's gonna make it a little bit harder for some for some uh, artists to control the crowd. But I mean, these are world class artists. You know, like yeah. like they 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 able to, to they should be able to do just about anything. You know, like this is some these so for some of these guys it's gonna be some of their biggest uh, sets of their lives. You yeah. Know? And there's just every, like everyone just you can't just there's always going to be problems with everything. You know, you can't just like sit back and just like you got to like figure out how you're going to fight these problems. You got to figure out how yeah. you're going to 
make the best out of everything and that's just what i think ultra and all the artists are gonna do they're gonna make the best out of everything we'll see how this year goes and then we'll see what they got planned for next year you know yeah man this is gonna be an exciting year to watch uh, i know one huge thing as well that can solve a lot of this problem with the bass and the sound is that in the contract they say that they want the main stage to be relocated so right now the way the main stage is located is that um it has its back to the water, I believe, with all the speakers and everything faced towards the city. So that noise is just like getting Blasting blasted throughout, the, yeah, yeah. to the, throughout the buildings, just echoing like like crazy all over the place. Uh, but like, I'm not like the park is small. They're very limited in terms of the, the space that yeah. they have already, and to relocate that stage, maybe like flipping it entirely would solve a lot of the noise problem but it's also just going to cram in that crowd and it's just going to make getting around or like or like it's already like really i've heard the biggest complaints i hear is just hard to walk around in ultra there's just it's just very narrow pathways for how many people that they have and just moving that around is just going to make things even harder are, what's the are do you know if they're going to bring the capacity down this year or or is it going to stay the same it's going to rise stay the same uh the, I didn't see too much on it. Like Ultra, uh, there's just so much available information that's out there. I feel like well, even with this contract and everything that's been signed and all the info that we have on it, uh, what I think the Ultra and like the members of like the city board and everything have like these little, I think they've had their talks for a long time and they've like yeah, agreed they had on certain have. things. I think some of this stuff that's getting released is just just for the papers and just to make people kind of like feel better almost i think they have like kind of deeper agreements so since this just got signed two days ago ultra said that this was basically just like a formality and mm -hmm. the all the all these agreements were already set in stone about six months ago yeah i mean they have to be you know especially if you're making an announcement like that like as soon as you announce they announced that it's coming back to Bayfront Park. Everyone, everything already had to be set in stone. They, they weren't going to just announce it. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we get hit with all this stuff. And be like, oh, never mind. Like, we're going somewhere else. Like, especially once you already sold tickets, you know, you get sued for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, if you're traveling. I mean, uh, we're both located here in L.A. And for me to want to make that trip all the way to Miami, book hotels, book my flights, you know, like... I, I don't want the festival to be like relocated last minute because that's just going to add additional cost to already like a tight budget that we yeah, have. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, that's definitely something to keep in mind if you're traveling because this contract and their stay at the Bayfront is uh, can be canceled at any time. So this isn't like a multi-year contract. This yeah. is just uh, year by year basis. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And they can like, if, if they don't agree with if more people fight this like this is something that could be a bigger problem for ultra because uh, the contract is just temporary based on the city and one thing that i'm also like worried about is uh i know it's like a tough topic to talk about but if there's for example like a death at day one of ultra i think that would just do it for the festival there's not going to be like a recovery for a day two or three because i think at that point like the people would like lose their minds and the city would just have to you're saying they'll pull the plug on like the rest of the days. Or, yeah. I, I, I don't think they could do that just because if they already have a contract in place for the three days, I mean, they pull the plug. I mean, they probably can pull the plug, but then they would 
are they're they're getting sued by people right now. But yeah. you pull the plug, now you're gonna get sued by Ultra. Yeah. And their billion dollar uh like like funders, you know, like that that yeah. would not be good. It's such a crazy yeah. situation. Like wow. Uh, it's gonna be an exciting year to watch. Honestly, like I mean, and the lineup is amazing. Like oh, the yeah. phase two just came out. Like so it's crazy. it's great. It's gonna be a great time. I'm um if I'm not there, I'm so excited to watch the live stream. Yeah, uh, but it's gonna be a great time, and I think the lineup is really good. So we'll, uh, I just got a lot of faith, you know, and especially in festivals like Ultra, you know, like that, like have been doing this for a long time. Like they know what they're doing now, you know. Like you, you don't become like a global festival if you don't know what you're doing, you know. Um, so this is gonna be really good. Hopefully, everything runs smoothly, and they could come to some sort of agreement because I think that venue is amazing, and I think they would do it. Would it would be great to continue having it there just because of how much like history they have there now. Yeah. I mean, like they were they were there for how long? Like eight nine years? I think. Yeah, just about. Yeah, just yeah, they're. And, like, that was really home for them. And, like, that's, like, where they, like, like really, like, took off and, like, became, like, a, like a, for, like a forefront of music festivals. You know, it's, like, well, when you think of some of the biggest music festivals, you know, where are you going to think of? You're going to think of Tomorrowland, Coachella, Ultra, EDC. You know, like, those, those are the leaders of the pack, you know? Yeah. Like, those are some of the biggest. Those are the ones that people, like, dream about attending, you know? And it's crazy because we have, like, some of those just right here in California. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a kind of blessing for, for us to have these big festivals held by insomniac once every two months yeah. like it's just like one after the other i mean now it's getting to the point where it's almost by the month yeah you got the mean, smaller festivals performing at nos too uh like it's a blessing like being out here but you're absolutely right i mean whenever you do think of these big festivals you always think of them being at one location and being so tied with the venue that they're yeah, in. exactly like that's, that's like a part huge of their part history of experience. Yeah. yeah yeah like now like you know like edc the uh the speedway you know like the, when you think of it that's it's yeah. such an iconic venue for it you know coachella at um right there in india like that is coachella like that's one honestly that's probably my favorite coachella is my favorite festival out of all of them and it's one of my favorite venues um and with ultra right there at bayfront you know virginia key was i mean i heard it was a good festival still but like it's not the ultra that everyone like kind of like fell in love with the ultra that everyone fell in love with was in the city just because like it's just it's just a different vibe you know and it's like wow like i'm really in the miami you know for some people that don't even get to travel but they get to go to miami like i'm in the middle of miami right now like there's buildings all around yeah. me yeah so hopefully it can stay there but you know i don't live there so i don't get a vote in in there yeah man if you're living out in miami i mean go out and show your support at these town hall meetings uh show your voice show that you care yeah. about ultra and show there's a lot of people that want to throw it out but if you're living there and you love that festival you gotta now is the time to make it count and so, so some other restrictions that are put on it uh this one is like kind of a big one because uh the festival will now be running from so on friday it'll be running from 4 p.m to midnight and on saturday will be from uh noon to 10 p.m and and i believe uh, i'm sorry i'm like looking at my notes and i made a miss a step but yeah so friday will be 4 p.m to midnight and saturday will be noon to 10 p.m 
and I believe for Sunday as well. Noon to 10 p.m.? Yeah. Uh, well, Craig, uh, yeah, if you guys know any more information, drop that in the comments, but that's still a big change considering, like, it gets dark about 8.30. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, the prediction is best at night, obviously. That's when you can see all the lights, you can see all the lasers. Uh, like, the day that's more meant for, like, stage design and stage production, I'd say. Like, that, like, you know, like, the EDC main stage. Um but that ultra has some of the best like production on their main stage and it's kind of it, it just kind of sucks how like most artists aren't even going to get to really use that full production just because they're going to be playing during the day yeah you know and they would love to you know like go all out and and like do as much as they can but they're limited you know definitely uh and i mean that's like it's probably like well, like it's probably gonna be like ten hours of like nighttime. Yeah, like that's just so minimal, you know. Especially for you know, if you compare it to like EDC, who what? Yeah, man, it's all night is basically yeah. Yeah. unless you're like the first, like first or second DJ. I think about starting in the second. Yeah, I think set of the DJ. It's already like it's already dark. getting nighttime. You yeah. know, like seven p.m. It's already nighttime. Like, and that's like yeah. I would say one of my favorite parts of EDC as, as like a someone who's like a kind of stage enthusiast, I guess. Uh, always looking at Miami, that's always been something that like I thought about. I was like, well, man, like if I want to put that money towards going like traveling across the nation, like going out to Miami, it's like the festival ends early, and obviously your night isn't gonna end at 10 p.m. or 12. That's just way too early for you to finish your night. And yes, especially for uh, a rave, or like like a it's not a rave. I wouldn't necessarily call ultra a rave. But like it's all it's it's all like electronic music, you know, and like that's like like that's like nighttime music, you know, like for Coachella and stuff, like it's not a rave, you know, like they have so many different I have acts from like all different genres of music, which is what I love about Coachella, which is why it's good during the day, like for like I mean like which is why like it's great during the day and then at night, you know, then you can go in all your production with all your DJs and stuff. But Ultra is like primarily all DJs. Maybe like like one or two like live acts or something like that, but they're like those those that I feel like that kind of music just thrives at night because that's when you get full production, you know. Like that's when you get that's when you get all the like the the visuals, the lights, the lasers, you know, everything like that all adds into electronic music, yeah. Um, and it's just it's just. It just sucks how it's during the day, you know, like Flume and Outside Lands was during the day. I disagreed with that. Flume should at least been on the sunset, you know? Yeah. But it's it's just you got to take what you get and you got to figure out how to work with it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, everything, everyone basically from the festival is going to move on once the festival ends to clubbing at night, which is fine. I mean, like you'll have a lot of fun there as well. And you'll have the same DJs, same big name people that you'll uh, get to choose from. But it's like, I mean, you're leaving a festival with like one of the biggest stages you'll ever see and like moving on to a packed club. For me personally, that's not really like what I would want out of a festival. Like I want to, I like EDC's way where I'm like leaving the festival, just like crawling out out of like how exhausted <laughs> I am. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to 
crawling into bed, yeah. throwing on those shades, and then just passing out, waking up at 5 p.m., getting some food, and getting ready and do it again. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to spend more money at a club after when I've already put out so much money buying just to festival to be there at the yeah. festival you know it's not a cheap festival like exactly. it's one of the biggest festivals of course it's not going to be a cheap festival <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's just like one, another thing that i'm not the biggest fan of but i mean i'm sure ultra will they're gonna do something yeah. like i mean like they have to do something like just because you know they're like they, they they can you know like they have the equipment and the tools like to figure something out you know like there's there's they're 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 smart like guys over there like like they're smart people just because you wouldn't be able to continue to be doing a festival at this caliber for so long if you weren't smart and you weren't doing like the right things yeah yeah and another restriction that's added is that the alcohol sales are going to stop about one hour before the festival ends with the usual max two drinks per person transaction. That whole, it's crazy because it's one hour, but all right, the festival's ending at 10 p.m., so like alcohol sales going to stop at 9? That's like five hours before, you know, the 2 a.m. cutoff yeah. line. Like, are you serious? Like, I don't, you're already kicking everybody out, and now you're going to stop selling them drinks like way earlier? That's, yeah. I mean, like, I, I understand you're trying to take, like, measures to, like, protect your city, but, like, like I don't think that one hour is really going to do a difference. I think all that that one hour is going to do is going to start, like, letting the alcohol... People are going to buy a bunch of alcohol at 9 p.m., and then they're just going to kill all of it, and then they're going to be even drunker, and, even, and like, because all, it's all going to set in on them already, so by the time the festival is over, they're going to be even rowdier, and they're going to be causing way more of a scene. Yeah, and I think this is where, like, the lack of, kind of... I want to, like maybe knowledge is not the best term, but the city's kind of like lack of like idea about how these festivals go. Cause like, let's do the math here. So drinks stop at nine. You have your headliners going on. Let's just say that on like Friday, that uh, Friday or Saturday that the night's ending at 10 PM. You have your drink stops at nine. You have your headliners going on at basically seven, eight and nine. So that's when they're like set times are starting. So you're not going to want to leave the stage is going to be packed for the headliner. You're not going to want to Lead, go at nine. Yeah. Stand in the bar line. That's probably going to be packed at with that point. Everybody do it with the same mindset. Yeah. Like, so you're, like, if they just opened it up and allowed it to go for that extra one hour, it would just make things like better. As in people aren't even going to necessarily leave to go buy drinks because they're there to see that DJ play more than they are there to kind of like hopefully get, be getting drinks. I mean, if like that. I would, I would, I mean, if you want to do a cutoff time, like at least do like thirty minutes, you know, yeah. like let like not an not an hour, especially the festival just ends way too early for it to be an hour, you yeah. know. So there was some a uh, little bit of a news around like campaign cash, and I kind of wanted to talk about this because it's something that uh, Pasquale got uh, in trouble with with LA. Uh, so around. $25,000 was like given to uh, as campaign donations to the uh, city workers. But like, just like, I don't see that big of a problem with this. I mean, just because I think this was just done more officially than like Pasquale did it. Pasquale was more of a like bribe, I guess, is what he was accused yeah. of. Uh, I don't think he was ever like charged for it, but it was, like, I don't think. I think. He- well, I know he just finished like, like that whole process, like like maybe like two, three years ago, yeah. and like like 
EDC was last in LA like in like 20 like what was it like more like this is 10 year anniversary isn't it in yeah, Vegas yeah so, so yeah so 2010 20, yes. yeah, yeah yeah they came to Vegas 2010 but yeah I mean like it's just weird man the way this stuff works like how this is considered like what they're doing is considered more legal in a way because it's just te- technically just campaign donations whereas like what Pasquale did was more like illegal and he got in trouble for years going years of lawsuits like following him uh, I don't know man it's just politics <laughs> alright so we'll move on to our next topic of discussion and that's EDC my personal favorite festival I love and, EDC yeah man this yeah. year has been crazy sold out in two days I think of what tickets were officially announced but alright all right. the reason it sold out so fast is just cause it was a $20 down payment, and a lot of people were like, I got $20. <laughs> like, but in reality, they don't got $400 and something. Yeah. They're like, I could, but a lot of people are going to defer on those payments. So, like, if like, if you really want to take it, you just hop on that wait list and you'll get a ticket off the wait yeah. list. Like, the, it's not, I don't think it's going to be an issue. A lot happens like, in 10 months. Yeah. Right like, like it's, it's just, but it is getting a lot bigger, though. That oh, is for yeah. sure. It is for sure. Like, I mean, last year sold out, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, like, and this year it's going to sell out again, too. Like, I just, this is not going to be sold out as fast, you know? Like, but that's impressive, you know? Like, it did, like, you got enough tickets, you know, sold uh, in, like, like two days, wasn't it? Or like, yeah. yeah like, and luckily, I was able to get mine, like, directly on the first day that it came out. Uh, I mean, the day that it sold out, I remember waking up and... Like seeing that ninety percent mark, which a lot of people are always saying they're like, oh no, that's not. That's what I thought too. It's a marketing thing. It's just a marketing. Well, because like that's for sure a marketing thing. You know, like countdown. Like it's like, oh, we're ninety five percent sold out. Get your ticket now. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, for countdown, like I feel like it never happens. Like I mean, like they. they It was. I mean, it was like I. I think it did get to maybe like ninety percent sold out. I think it got. I think it did. Like it did really. Like I think it did get like high up there, but I don't think it was like that high up there yeah. especially when they were saying it especially with the mid like midweek festival like that i mean that's just like it's just, it's just i i did this these holidays were weird like, yeah it messed up my whole schedule you know like i have like a random like tuesday and wednesday yeah, off. i gotta I'm work like, the day after i'm like what i'm like all right cool i guess this is what we're doing i did have worked on new year's day oh man <sighs> <laughs> it was rough but, uh yeah yeah so Something that was really interesting was that EDC moved from 135,000 people in 2018 to 150,000 people in 2019. Yeah, I could tell. And as someone that's been, I've been going since 2016, I believe, Fern, you've been going since 2017. Yeah. it, it was like, I mean, if 2019 was your first year, like you probably wouldn't, wouldn't really notice it, but it was a huge difference. Yeah, we were there when it was hot, not freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, it was so hot back then. Uh, but yeah, man, it was a huge difference. Like going in, I was like looking around. I remember texting my sister and I was like, because it was her first time not going to ADC the last, after going the last like four years as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you wouldn't believe like how packed it is. Like It, it was, was so crazy, crazy <laughs> yeah. packed. Like it was, oh, I, and I didn't, I didn't like, I don't like how packed it was. It's yeah. not my, it's, it's, I don't like being in packed areas. Like I like huge festivals, but like, I like, I always like being like where like less of the crowd is. Yeah. Like, like you Main like you typically won't catch me at like a main stage, like especially at the EDC main stage. Yeah. Um, but it was just packed every like getting like like getting like it, like down those like steps like 
walking like by the cosmic meadow it was so hard to get past that yeah and then the water stations were and that wasn't a problem before uh like like this was the first time where i like bought water just because i looked at a line and i was just like there's no way that i'm dedicating that much time to spend and like i don't usually mind waiting you know like i, yeah. I get it, it's free water i mean like, waiting I in the line's waiting. kind of fun sometimes you know like just talking to the people yeah, there yeah, exactly. like, hey, are you having a good time who you I'm having, who you, what's your favorite say <laughs> and we're like oh i was like bro i was there that was crazy yeah you know but yeah like it lines were long and so and sometimes like and like this year like the vibes were a little bit off too definitely like, like People like were not as nice as they used to be. Like, like they would just try to talk to them. They'll look at you and be like, "All right, fuck you too." I don't a lot of first time. Yeah, a lot man. of like, it's just the culture is for sure shifting. It's getting more EDM and like raving is getting more mainstream. You know, that's a good and a bad thing. You know, like like we said earlier, like, you know, Samyak like went like now they're gonna now they're gonna have like a festival like or like some type of thing every month, which is a good and a bad thing. Because, I mean, it's a good thing, obviously, you know, because there's more experiences you get to go live, uh, which is my whole thing. Yeah. You know, experiences. Um, but it's a bad thing, though, because, like, the culture is kind of getting lost, you know, like, the culture yeah. that, like, we fell in love with, you know, like, like, uh, like, just, like, looking out for one another and being there for one another is just getting lost. And, like, that's not everyone's fault. Like, because, like, I mean, that's, like, that's not the people's fault, you know. It, it, it Everyone kind of has a hand in it, too, you know. Like, the people who, like, love the culture maybe aren't spreading it enough anymore, you know, which is also a big issue. Uh, and, and you know, if you're not hearing the culture, you know, like, how do you know? If you if you're new to everything, you're not just going to know everything. Someone has yeah. to tell you. Yeah, you know man, what I mean? Someone exactly. has to tell you. And, like, the reason I feel like that the culture might be shifting is because, like, everyone, there's just, I feel like there's been, like, it's been shifting from the love to, like, it's been, like, a lot of, like, more, like, hate. Like, people are, like, oh, like, oh, like, like people just kind of, like, look at each other the wrong way and stuff. And, like, there's been, and, like, the shit is shifting over from the music, you know, it's just being, like, huge parties, like, which, you know, like, raving, like, it's like a love for the music, you know, like that's what I fell in love with. Like when I went to my first rave, like I didn't know anything about EDM. Like I like I only went just because I lived in San Bernardino and it was something to do. And, but like I fell in love with the culture. Everyone was so welcoming, everyone was so happy. Like I just felt like, like I like belonged here, you know? And yeah. like, who doesn't want to feel like they belong somewhere? Yeah, but like with the shift, it's getting more mainstream. It's just, it's, it might just be too hard to push that culture now because there's too many there's too many people now but it's still a great time yeah you know, it's still really fun uh, like i'm will never hate on anything just because i love it you know uh i'm just saying that it is different definitely yeah and i think you're definitely right in terms of we need to as people that have like experienced how it was before and even going way back before my first shape because i'm fairly new to the scene as well uh, compared to people that have been yeah you know, people that have been there for, for years you know longer, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it's like our job in a way to kind of like s spread plur and like the good vibes yeah uh, it's not going to spread itself exactly yeah you kind of got to be like the change you like see in the world in a way where you just, just kind of when you see you know how you make those moments with like people in the crowd you just like you just got to do those as often as you can and like yeah, just, just share good, that message try to spread that positive message you know like no one's going to spread it, it like like, if you don't spread it, then how do you, like, then that means a lot of people might be thinking the same way. So you got to put that positive energy out there yeah. for, 
for it to be reciprocated. If no one's putting the positive energy out there, then the energy is just going to die. Yeah. You know? and yeah. My first rave back was Nocturnal 2016. And uh, shout out to Nicole, Joel, and Ava. Uh, they, like the group that I was with, they kind of like, you know, taught me. Like was, at, at that time, I didn't, I wasn't into EDM You're at there. all. I was yeah. just uh, like my older sister that was like, has already, was already like raving for a long time. Like as soon as I turned 18, like she took me to my first one and like, I didn't know what to expect going in, but like I was with a group that were very experienced and they kind of taught me how to act, how to like connect with people exactly. around me and like, you know, just taught me like a good message like how to be a good raver you know <laughs> player i'm i mean yeah like someone like like someone taught you you know you hit like you're not gonna you're not gonna know that you know like it's just how it is like even if if i i don't want to be the person that complains about it because like i'm not gonna complain about it i'm just gonna do my part and try to continue like it you know always be a good person like always look out for somebody else you know someone's not doing too well like look out for them you know like that's what it's about we're there to look out for each other we're there to have a good time we're there to look out for each other and then we're and so then we can all be able to, to like come back another day and then do it again you know yeah mm-hmm and I mean, especially with like pickpocketing now, that's that's getting Dude, crazy. I got my it's... phone pickpocketed at Escape oh, last year, twenty eighteen. It's uh, becoming like an organized crime, it, 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 basically. Yeah, right? yeah. All right. So, so people go to these events, like, and they have a whole system set up. They go to these events strictly to steal phones. There's a couple. There's a couple people, like that, are the ones who actually steal the phones. And then they go give it to other people, to other people like in their like group, who are the ones who hold the phones. So do they ne- so if they ever get caught actually stealing a phone, they don't have a bunch of other phones on them, you know. And then after they steal them, they have they have two options. The 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 option that they go with the most is just send it off to China, sell it for parts, because. If a phone's locked, you can't do anything with it. You can't unlock it. You can't. If my iPhone is has it on lost mode, you can't do anything with it. But they have this link now that they send you. It's like, oh, the police located your phone right here. Sign into your iCloud to unlock your phone so we can tell you where to pick it up. And as soon as you sign in your iCloud, they have your information. Log in, turn off Find My iPhone, and they set your phone. Reset your phone and set your phone. Damn, that's crazy, dude. It, it's it's crazy. It's like a whole thing set up. Like at first when they were, when I because I when I got my iPhone, so I got the link too. It was like, oh, the police. I got like ten text messages from like different things. I was like, it's obvious the police doesn't have my phone. Yeah. Like and then it's like, oh, this is an Apple support message saying we like the police located your phone message. Sign in here, and then the link was a fucking Google link. Like yeah, Apple's using a Google link. All right. Like, and now it's try harder, now right? now it's <laughs> Apple Link. Like now they like they realize that people are like, oh, we're not that stupid. Yeah. But um, yeah, so just be careful. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gotten to a point where your phone, if it's in your if your phone is in your pocket, it's not safe. Like that that shouldn't be. You should like, have to worry about if someone's gonna steal my phone at yeah. a rave because you're here to have a good time. Especially as like content creators, I mean like. We like a big part of when we go to festivals is us like recording and like sharing it with you guys at Fern Fest and stage hoppers. Uh, so I constantly like have my phone. I don't really, te- I usually go for small groups. So I'm not really texting anyone. I'm yeah. just, I just have my phone to record. But like, I don't, it's like I just came to the realization that it's just, it's just not safe in my pocket anymore. Even if, like, I, if I'm, and I'm someone who's like, like, if I have my phone in my pocket, I'm like, 
looking around, always being cautious, but it's getting to the point where I'm like, I'm just not even, keep, it's rather in my hand. Yeah, phone, my phone's always in my hand yeah. now. Like, just because, like, I just, like, yeah, like, I love, like, recording videos, and I just feel safer with it in my hand, you know? Yeah. Like, I've got, it's crazy, because that year, I got my phone stolen on the first day, and then my cousin got his phone stolen on the second day. It's it's just it sucks that something that we had that you have to deal with and then at dream state my phone my, i mean my phone my friend got her phone stolen at dream state that's crazy like exactly you know like who, like i got night. my phone stolen at escape at the main stage all right like that like that's kind of more like believable you know more realistic you know it's escape it's like people were there because it's halloween it's sold out yeah. the main stage is crowded but at dream state like that's that it's it's, it's taking it to another level now yeah yeah, but just look out for one another. Um, and it's like, what do you do when you, like, because, yeah, like, look out for one another. But, like, when you see someone, like, stealing, like, what do you, you know, like, what do you do? Like, what's the first action? Because, like, now it is, like, organized. It's not just that it's one guy. It's not just that one guy, yeah. Like, that guy has, like, five guys around him. Like, yeah, if you see I. some, like, I, the, the, I feel like the best move if you see someone stealing is don't, don't. Um, engage. Don't right? engage. Follow him to see what he's doing. Yes. And follow him because if you engage, you you're gonna get one phone back, uh, and you're gonna get one phone back. But that's not that's not the it's not the main guy you want. You yeah. know, the main guy you want is the guy with all the phones in his backpack, because then you're gonna get a bunch of phones back for a bunch of different people. Yeah. And going back to that culture, it's just it's crazy because like, like you know, like when I first started raving, if I lost my phone, like I wasn't even worried. Cause I knew that it was gonna be a lost and found. Cause the quote, like the people were there, and they're they gonna take my phone back. And like, like my, I can't even tell you the amount of times my brother has lost his phone at rave. But every time he has gotten it back, but like, I mean, not we not recently. Like he hasn't lost it recently. But yeah. like this was like before. Like every time he has gotten it back, and that's just cause that's the faith that you know we had. But like that's not the faith that, that is there anymore. Yeah. Cause that's just not the message that is being spread anymore, and it's just kind of sad. But it's just something that, like, how are you? How are you even? How would you, as a promoter, stop somebody from stealing phones? Yeah, there's really no way. You, they, no. Like, you can't really like. There's no re real way. You know, you can stop it. Well, you, I, what you could do is you could make everyone just bring clear bags. But now you're like everyone's gonna be upset because now they gotta buy a whole new bag that's clear. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's not really anything much as a promoter can do, even though it's an issue that plagues. It's just. You just gotta. It's just we gotta adapt. We gotta prepare ourselves for it because it's a reality, and we gotta face it. Yeah. You know, we can't just sit, be all mad that someone's stealing phones. Cause like, I mean, you could be mad, but that's not gonna do anything. Cause they're still gonna do it. So just prepare. Buy locks for your bags. Put stuff in bags. You know, like they sell like little locks that you can do. But we do that at Coachella because that's the issue at Coachella too. Um, put it in fanny packs and hide your fanny pack under your shirt you know or something like that you know so they can't see it or like you feel them you know like you feel them lifting yeah. up your shirt you know just got to prepare for the worst unfortunately they might keep keep it safe i mean you don't want a, a bad feeling walking away getting like your property stolen up at a night that you're going you, out to have fun uh moving back on what do you think of a two weekend edc with the population size increasing. I this was something I brought up on stage hoppers a while back, and at the time, everyone disagreed. I, like I felt like I was in the minority, but now with that was before like EDC just selling out like super quickly, and with the growth of the festival, like would it be better for them to scale 
for example, doing currently is at 150,000. Let's say bringing it back down to like 130,000 and doing two weekends. But I mean, this is, this, that, is yeah, this is long term. Like this yeah, is, this that, is a, be, down the line. Well, like I mean, Electric Forest, you know, went two weekends and then it went back to one weekend. I think, I mean, I think it could be a possibility in the future. But the thing is, like EDM is too, is too small. Like yeah. it's a growing genre. It's a really fast growing genre. But at the end of the day, it's too, it's still too small. You know, yeah. like Coachella can do it because you know they got everything you know i mean as edc grows as like and then more like you know like influencers and stuff like that in reality that's that i think that's why coachella can do it is because it's just such a huge like media yeah. thing it's like anybody who's anybody goes to coachella pretty much and i feel like that's kind of where edc is going in too as it's getting bigger too but at the moment and at least not for like another four years i'd say i don't think it would can get to that level because also like EDM music doesn't chart either, you know, like yeah, EDM, true. like the only, the only EDM music that will chart on like the billboards are like, are like pop EDM, you know, like Calvin Harris and like, or like when you get like, you know, like people like Marshmello who like are even going away from like, you know, like EDM and just being producers for like, you know, like Roddy Rich or like, you know, Nightmare has a song with Gunna, you know, like, I mean, I know that their goal is to chart with their music. So it's like, until that music starts charting, I don't think it can do it just because it doesn't have enough attraction to it per se. Like, I, it has enough attraction to be a huge one weekend festival, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can say it has enough to be a, a huge like two weekend festival. That's a great point. I mean, yeah, you're definitely right. With it's, it's still very like genre specific, mm-hmm. whereas a Coachella. It's just more broad. It's everything, you know. It's like people like you know. There's 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 EDM. There's hip hop. There's uh um what's it called? Um, indie. Yeah, there's indie. You know, that's what it became famous for. There's like there's like Latin music. You know, like they had Bad Bunny last year. Like one of the biggest like stars like on the planet. You know, like yeah. like and it's just I guess because they can do a bunch of different angles. You know, they can like that's what works for Coachella. I mean, EDC is starting to do hip hop, which I I like a lot um because like i mean like i love hip-hop that's kind of the music that i grew up listening to um you know they had post malone two years ago they had asap rocky uh last year it's kind of sad because this year they would have had juice world oh really they 100 percent. they i like it's 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 i like it's like one of those things that like it wasn't like the you know like confirmed but like i like it's for sure what they were like going towards because Insomniac booked Juice World at Audiotistic in oh, okay. in the in the Bay and at Heart Summer, yeah. And like, he kind of is like that, like he fits like that vibe. Like I think Juice World could perform at a rave. You know, there's certain there's certain artists that can also perform at raves. Not all of them, like you know, like but like there's certain artists like you know like ASAP Rocky did did well. Yeah. Post Malone fits. It's like a lot of vibe vibey music, and that's what Juice World. Is they've done a, yeah, they've done a great job like picking those artists like mm-hmm. uh, like ju- just like the artists you just mentioned right now. Uh, they fit perfectly with yeah. They, fit, they get the support yeah, exactly. Like seeing, uh, I mean, so like we'll see like who they go with now um, for like their like hip hop, but it's like they're expanding. You know, I think I think I don't even know who I think would be there now this year. I think I don't know maybe like Lil Uzi probably. I think Lil Uzi would probably like would, yeah would. would kind of fit the vibe i mean they booked them audio autistic in socal last year so but like that's them trying to expand more to you know them starting off 
I would personally love to see Lil Uzi at Circuit Grounds, not at Cosmic Metal. Yeah, I think that'd be crazy. I think Uzi would do really well at Circuit Grounds. Um, but, like Tame Impala. <laughs> Tame Impala at Tame Impala at uh, Cosmic Meadow That'd be awesome. Would be amazing. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, that would that would be one of the best. The best. Like, you could just watch it in the stands. Like yeah, like, oh, yeah dude, watching sets in the stands is like one of the best. Like experiences like i saw porter in the stands like 2017 and it was one of yeah the, with the fireworks, fireworks yeah I, icing on top what i don't like now is how like they do the fireworks show separate from the acts yeah i'm not the biggest fan of that uh i see why they're doing it i think it's just more adds to their marketing which is honestly was a genius marketing move because everyone's just recording that moment you got edc on every screen on every stage uh but yeah it did take away from that because, yeah, like, Porter during the fireworks, Martin Garrix during yeah, the fire. Dude, oh, that, that was, was... Speaking of which, I was literally going to post that video, of, like, after we finished with this Martin yeah, Garrix, at, like, fireworks. Beautiful. Seven was, Lions in 2017. Just the fireworks, like, make it so much better. I remember I seen Zomboy 2 during the fireworks. Oh, yeah, that's he was just like, legendary. oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're right, Zomboy. Oh, shit. That <laughs> set was yeah. I still see the videos of that circulating. And it's, Dude, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's crazy how much it's grown and it's still growing. And, like, I think maybe two weekends will be a possibility in the future as EDM, as Insomniac grows. But that's still a ways away. And I'm just gonna enjoy these moments while they while we can enjoy them now, you know. I think the campground right now is their bigger concentration. Like yeah, expanding uh, the campground as much as possible, and that's why they're able to expand how much like their like attendance, you know, because like with the campground, you know, like that helps traffic so much. I mean, traffic is still terrible, but yeah. but like, what do you you can't do anything? There's only one road. Yeah, you know, like so, yeah. like there's literally only one Some road man in for and out. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but. Like, you know what you're getting yourself into. Like, you know. I get first-timers or if you've already been a regular. I mean, like, shuttles are a great option. VIP parking. I, just, I I've normally done shuttles, but I did VIP parking for the first time last year. And that was that was awesome. Like, just flew right past the traffic when, like, I think it was, like, a couple exits down from where you're supposed to exit for EDC. But just went right past that. And I was it's in and clutch. out in, like, 10 minutes. How yeah. much is the VIP parking? I believe it's around 100 bucks, but it's, like. For, like, the three days? Yeah, or, yeah, that's, and that's it's, worth it. I mean, Easy. we had like uh, we just filled up our car. Yeah, with exactly. Some friends that's and like worth you it. split the price between the five people, or like even if you have a big car, like seven people. In yeah, the car. I used to not want to drive because I was like, oh, I'm a pregame, but now it's like I'm too old to pregame. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna go. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> and that, yeah, man, that traffic is brutal. The traffic is so brutal. <laughs> What's nice is that last year we got an Airbnb, so we didn't stay on the strip. So it was like. We like avoid. We were able to. We, once you're able to take the streets, like the different streets, yeah. it's, it's way easier. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm honestly kind of interested in camping. Like, it looks pretty sick. Me like, too. Like the pods are really sick. The air condition, or yeah. maybe get like an air, like an RV or something. Like, yeah, they're killing it with the setup that they have going. I would personally like. I'm super interested in camping too, but uh, I usually go with like my, my girlfriend and my older sister and they're both just like, we want to, we want a hotel. We want showers. Yeah. We want to set up. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like the issue with like Coachella camping is like, but like, I mean, at least they have like, like a bed and like a pot at EDC. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't, you don't get that option at, uh, True. at Coachella. You're sleeping on, you're sleeping on your tent. <laughs> you're sleeping in your tent. And if you bring an air inflatable mattress and by the end of the third day that it's deflated. Like, yeah. And I saw like, uh, like, I don't know if they're incorporating it this year, but did you see those little, like, sample, like, almost, 
like rooms that they had where it was like it was like it wasn't a tent it's like a wall uh it's basically like a little room that they set up for you at coachella or it was at EDC. edc i don't know like i don't know if they're gonna if they're planning on replacing the tents with those or if they're mm. uh if they're just going to do that, it's kind of like a more like a VIP package, but it was basically just like a room, like a small room that they set up for you. It's pretty cool. Uh, it'll be with a bed and everything. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be super interesting to see the future of that, but they've been killing I it. I mean, yeah, no, like Pasquale is, 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 he's, he's so like the way he thinks is so smart. He thinks he cares so much about his like headliners and he's like one of my like biggest influences. Pasquale yeah. is just how hard he's worked to get to the, cause it, Though the the route Pasquale took was probably one of the most hardest because he took the route that was something that was seen like completely taboo. It was so illegal and like no one wanted anything to do with it just because it was associated with the drug culture. And it was like, oh, those people are all like just a bunch of drug addicts that like like just get like, all fucked up and like yeah. But like he said, no, this is an opportunity for something different. And he stuck with it, and now it's paying off so much for him. And, like, I love seeing him do, like, get the opportunity to do whatever he wants. Like, so when he sold, when he sold, like, when he sold, like, half of Insomniac to Live Nation, that was, like, truly, like, that moment when he was, like, I can do absolutely whatever I want now. Yeah. Now there's EDCs all over the world. There's Beyonds, like, like all over, like, Latin America. Yeah. You know, like, he's just, he's just doing his thing, and he created his own lane. And, like, that's one of my, like, dreams and goals. So, like, um, kudos to him. And I can't wait to see what he's continuing doing with EDC because it's, it's the 10-year anniversary in Vegas and it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it, it's crazy that he's built, like, an environment where it's one of the few companies that, like, I just love seeing them succeed. Like, when I see them open a new EDC in, like, a new country, I'm like, yeah, like, keep it going. Like, you guys are kicking ass when I see it sell out, you know? Like, in a way, you get excited for it because, you know, that just builds on the experience that you'll get as well because it's just, just as the company grows you just keep giving exactly. you exactly and, and as the company grows as the company grows they're just going to keep doing bigger and better things for their fans or for their for their headliners because you know they're like that's who they care about they care about their headliners absolute most but yeah i can't wait to see what's next for them yeah, man, uh, really appreciated you coming down here. I know you made a long drive down. It's uh, all good. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. you guys got to check out Fernfest. Uh, post great content, man. Uh, you're one of my favorite channels out there. Yeah, like, thank I'm you, excited bro. I to see your it. journey going up. Dude. And like, I'm sure we'll be doing more of these together as well. We got yeah. a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we got so, I mean, this is just the first, you know, there's a lot more. There's a lot more that's going to be happening, you know. Uh, it's just really the beginning for both of us, Definitely. you know. I can't wait to see where, what direction both of us go in, where we end up. I yeah. know, I know, we both got our our visions of what we want, like our like brands to be, and I'm super excited to you know be able to work on our goals together. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, like we gotta do an episode of just talking about our like journeys that we've experienced yeah. so far and what we got ahead of us. But uh, I really enjoy working with you because like you're doing things differently. You're bringing like new things on the table. And it's exciting, man. I mean, it's just such a growing uh, culture that we get to be a part of Dude, and yep, put yep. our influence on. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly love the people that, like, I love the followers that we get, the people that engage with us just because they really care about the stuff that we try to, like, yeah. push because, you know, we love this culture. We love, we love music. We love experiences, you know, and, like, we help people, like, live, like, amazing experiences, you know, like, 
some people like don't get the opportunities that we get like to attend like some of the like the most amazing like like the most amazing festivals in the world most amazing shows they don't get those experiences and like we get to help people live them Definitely. like and yeah we it's pretty much it yeah, yeah. Man, thank you thank you stage hoppers for the support thank you fern fans fern fest family and we'll be right back with some more soon yep All thank right. you guys thank you for listening if you listen this far Drop a comment, hit a like. Uh, we would love some feedback. Thank you guys. See you soon.